0: you know, baby. Fists of fail. We've talked about the previous Roundup movies before on the show, right? Or at least
1: we did one a, movie. We did a quick jab on the second movie. I've actually never seen the first one, so shame on me. I do want to okay. watch it. I, I've been wanting to watch it. I, just, I keep forgetting because the first movie in the Roundup series is not called The Roundup. It's, oh, it's called not. The Outlaws. The sequel is called The Roundup, and now the third movie, which we're covering today, is called The Roundup, No Way Out. I believe the original Korean translation is like Crime City. So Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think when it came to um, English, they just translated it and just got all wacky or something like that. I don't know.
0: Got it, got it. Okay, I haven't seen any of these movies before. This is the first Roundup film for me so this is a very new experience for me i think this is a very interesting film (laughs) but action wise
1: yeah but you know who madang
0: Suk is right yes he's the he's most famous for his role in the eternals (laughs) right that that movie that everyone watched i kind of want to i kind
1: of want to watch that out of just sheer curiosity i mean that's the that's the kind of film person i am when people don't like stuff i'm usually like there's there's no way so i want to see it but anyway (laughs) veering off yes he's known for that (laughs) very mesmerizing role in the eternals movie that i did not see but no i think everybody knows him from the korean zombie train movie which is train to busan a breakout korean hit where he played a big guy who punches things. Mainly the antagonists, and in that movie, they were zombies. So, Mm -hmm. I feel like he's just kind of capitalizing on this (laughs) sort of thing that made him popular, which is obviously no fault to anyone. Obviously, if you're going to capitalize on something and it's punching people, yeah, please do so. For our benefit, anyway.
0: (laughs) You wouldn't think that the way to... Uh, handle yourself in a zombie apocalypse is with your fists, but you know, he managed his way through that movie and so does he in this film as well. Uh another film that we well I we that we watched you fell asleep during was uh The Gangster, the cop, the devil. Uh, yes. very interesting film too. Um, a little less on the action side, very much heavy on the drama. Um, you know, Modern Suck seems like he's pretty good, you know, dynamic role uh, Well not I would say dynamic range, but he you know he either he's playing the cop or he's playing the villain. And he's pretty good at both. (laughs) I mean he's Um,
1: freaking huge. Yes. He's a very, very big, wide Korean man. Not not as tall (laughs) as his counterparts, but very wide, so he looks (laughs) very intimidating. He's got this sleepy, almost sleepy. look to his face like he doesn't really want to be there or he mm-hmm. just or very no nonsense i guess would be more accurate but mm-hmm. perfect for angry cop or angry gangster really
0: he's less angry he's more just has like a a frown on his face at all times i wouldn't call him angry like
1: no nonsense <laughs> right? he just he just wants sure. to get things done he wants he wants to get to the point across a lot quicker.
0: Yeah, yeah, but he uh, <laughs> he gets his point across by wisecracking and punching people as he does in this film, and and end in
1: uh, end with the other <laughs> films in the series. I'm also assuming. <laughs>
0: well, you didn't see the first one. I haven't seen any of them besides this one. I don't think I needed to. There's very little connection to the previous films, as far as I know. It's just and...
1: him, I believe.
0: Okay, you didn't recognize any other characters, no return uh, links? It's themes. been a while
1: since I've seen the second one, so I want to <laughs> say that he is a returning character, and then maybe some of the supporting cast who are in his police squad probably return, probably. but I could not tell you if they are the same members of his team or not. I'm, I wanna, okay. I want to assume so, but mm. the funny thing with this movie is... There's like no characters. There's so many characters, yes. but there's no people with oh. character traits. <laughs> Madang Sok sure. barely has a character in this movie.
0: <laughs> what he's he's, he's like he like he said before, like, like I said before, he's like a big, br- big burly frowing man who punches people and wisecracks. That's essentially his character and there are a lot of characters in this movie but let's go into the story i think it's kind of (laughs) complicated do do you not find complicated
1: very complicated but i will say wow this movie speeds along they do not waste Mm -hmm. time on anything everything is devoted to getting the story going and going and going, going like they never stop with the plot it just keeps on going until they're like okay we found the bad guys
0: (laughs) uh yeah well let's let's talk about that so there's a couple bad guys here so we're gonna be very prescriptive here uh (laughs) there there's a new drug that's hitting town or like being distributed across i guess like between the well, between the Koreans and potentially to reaching out to the triads and other international territories, and there's a deal that's being made between the local Japanese who uh, who is supplying it to a the the main villain of the movie who is the a Korean antagonist. You don't know who he is at first, what his role is at first, and then there's also the Chinese. The triads who are trying to, you know, buy the drugs. So there's a lot going on here. Meanwhile, Marang sok and his comrades are trying to get to the bottom of this. I think I'm I'm explaining this as simple as possible. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I mean, it's pretty good explanation. Yeah, uh, to flesh it out just a little more. Things happen between the you know the the triads and and everybody because of course they do. Right, shit goes down. And so the police, strangely enough, led by Madang suk and not his captain, are chasing lots of leads. There are a few characters that they kind of go after, they investigate, they find out, they're trying to find out where these drugs are, and then who is this secret supplier or secret number one, I don't know, head honcho on the Korean side. And it's just them going from place to place trying to figure out who these people are and then every now and then people don't want to cooperate so Monong suk has to fucking break some ribs (laughs) and punch some people in order to get information out of them. Oh boy. It's the, the comedy in this movie. You laugh at it but then at the same time you really shouldn't. Because it's kind of a chaotic good versus chaotic evil in a sense sure okay because i
0: I made that analogy before in previous episodes right
1: in i think unfortunately uh well this this movie takes place in a fictional universe so i don't want to say this is korea but in this fictional universe in korea um you know the police aren't exactly always following the rules and you have people you know, not getting. What's the word when you need to enter somebody's domicile in order to actually arrest them? A warrant. Yes, not going through uh-huh. warrants. Uh-huh. Maybe hiding camera footage that may you know, <laughs> that may be used against you. You know, like the mm-hmm. police are doing things that the police shouldn't be in this movie, and they do these things for comedic purposes and you kind of laugh at it but then i guess us as americans because we're experiencing this kind of backlash yeah. with how the police have been acting in the past couple of years it's us it's, you're almost like hmm i don't know <laughs> if that should really be funny these days anymore
0: yeah i mean this but what we just covered skinny dragon uh skinny tiger fatty dragon and right. there, that movie was all about you know crooked cops and you're right. laughing at it because you're following along with them because of the protagonists and here's like oh here's a modern movie that's not in the 80s and it's and it's played for comedic effect that the protagonists who are cops are also kind of abusing their power it's like ha
1: ha 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 well the thing is (laughs) these cops aren't crooked everything everything they're they're doing is to find finally get the bad guy it's all in service of a good deed. But they're not always doing good things towards this good deed. Yeah. Well,
0: since we we're to- since we're officially a comedy podcast now, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the comedy? It's it's not it's not every minute there's a joke, but you know, every every so often they're sprinkling a little bit of wisecracking, some some small slapstick, not not slapstick, but it, it's a little more physical comedy sometimes.
1: What do you think? It's cute. Mm-hmm. It may be because I don't understand the language. This is a Korean mm. film, so maybe certain intonation, tone might be lost on me with the delivery of these jokes. But for the most part, the, the one-liners are funny. I, you know, when you read the subtitle that comes up, you know, I giggled every now and then. So it it serves its purpose and it alleviates some of the seriousness of the overall, not really mystery. The police drama Something that's going of. on with them trying to find the bad guys
0: sure yeah 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 I, I if this movie was all sound like dour the entire way through I sure wouldn't be the same kind of experience uh anytime that mono sucks there like he he kind of brings up a little bit more of the uh levity and and everything because you know anything involving the gangsters it, it's it's you know, it's played very it's, straight right exactly very very serious and all that um, but yeah, Monong sucks. Uh, that kind of, like owns every scene that he's in. Like, mo- mostly because he's so freaking big, <laughs> and yeah, he's he moves in a very boxer-like way, and that's uh, that's what leads us to talking about the action. He's, uh, he, I mean, you, well, he's a boxer. He
1: used to he he was boxing before acting, and he mm. actually continues to practice boxing while he is also acting
0: okay i couldn't find enough information on him prior to this but he looked very fluid in terms of his movements i was like i don't think that's him being trained i think he's just trained yeah he's a boxer, right
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. on yeah, maybe he... a
1: professional level but i think he i'm very positive he knows boxing yeah it's, yeah, been, it's yeah. been said in some articles i read on him
0: oh uh, okay yeah yeah no he looks it looks great in it like he has the um Like everything looks very fluid, uh, like the way that he moves. You know, he moves very much like Tyson and his peekaboo style, like very much like he 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 does. He has the boxer bob going, which is nice to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of neat, and that's what leads us to talking about this movie today. Why this one's interesting? Because for the most part, boxing is one of those styles that should lend itself to being good for fight choreography and
1: i gotta say there aren't actually a lot of films i'd say that does it well right well it's strange because i've always wanted to see boxing in fight choreography that is outside of a ring setting traditionally with american films boxing is almost always done in the ring you don't it, mm-hmm. it, and it becomes a sports drama it's not an action movie.
0: so Unless you're talking about Rocky Five and the <laughs> climax of the movie they, happens in the parking lot. They bring
1: the fight to the streets, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I've yeah. always wanted boxing as fight choreography. And you see it slipped into, you know, things every now and then. Because, you know, boxing, people, you know, people need sure. to evade and, and whatnot. Be fast on their feet. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. I saw I saw this the second movie last year, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." I I see some boxing here and there. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm becoming a little more um, aware of it. And then we recently watched uh, Bloodhounds, mm-hmm. uh, a Korean uh, action TV, TV series, show. and that one heavily is very heavy with boxing choreography mm-hmm. in normal fighting in normal fights. So mm-hmm. it's it's really neat to see this movie kind of not kind of to see this movie take boxing and it's it's funny it's almost like anti-choreography sometimes because he's so big and he's so powerful he doesn't need to go long bouts with another opponent because he bides his time he can dodge certain moves and then wham one hit can take somebody down and while sometimes that can feel anticlimactic there's something kind of satisfying about the fact that he doesn't need to spend all this time just throwing combination after combination to wear an opponent down it's Mm -hmm. i've seen some people compare compare this to like 80s or 90s films like like an arnold movie where an Arn you know where he'll throw like a wild haymaker and just knock somebody out and that's it. But something like this feel, it feels in vain of that, but it's using more modern style fight choreography and trying to make it more like a, like a fight scene as opposed to where in those eighties movies they're, you know, they're just kind of throwing people around, you know, they're doing the wild haymakers, not that they, it was bad choreography, but it was just indicative of the time.
0: Yeah, it's it's of its time. It's a I'd say that's a little bit more primitive American movie, American action movies back then. You know, they had the budget. It lo- everything looks great. It's 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 shot well for for the most part. Things are shot well, so you know even with the action subpar, uh, you know you it, you can kind of get away with it. Plus, like, sometimes you're just so involved. You're you're so focused on the actual like tussling, and you're it's more about the intensity, and you know. That, that's why you're okay watching like i don't know bruce willis take on that the the, the long-haired german guy in die hard when all they're really doing is just kind of like shoving each other around <laughs> it's like they're right. not there's not choreography there mm-hmm. you know uh, well, it's, it's not interesting but it's about the intensity here it's like oh it's uh, it's a little bit more of your what we associate to be good action right uh, it's yeah like of course he can take anyone else he uh, anyone out he outweighs everyone by two weight classes <laughs> right he's like an ultra heavyweight um meanwhile like everyone's a lot smaller than him but he moves really well so like outside of just punching them the one time he is able to show off his his speed his his agility the foot works good the, the way he like gets in and out of danger all that and I do think it's a little bit ridiculous when he
1: fights men with katana. <laughs> uh, come on. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, yeah. Yeah, you have to kind of suspend your disbelief when it comes to somebody with a weapon going against him. Yeah. And right, right, right. that person with a katana definitely has the reach advantage, so. <laughs> is he able to dodge a katana that quickly so yeah, you, you I just know, you're, I didn't buy that fight for oh, a yeah, second of course, of course. you got <laughs> you got to just be like all right well he's waiting to get in close so he can just knock mm-hmm. the guy out as with all of the fights in this movie it's weird it mm-hmm. gets repetitive visually it gets a little repetitive because he he's doing the same thing over and over again he's mm-hmm. waiting for so it's kind of it's interesting he's never really on the offensive it's usually he's just letting the people come towards him he can see their telegraph move so he can dodge and then he throws a very very hard punch to (laughs) knock he's like well it's almost like one punch man Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and that happens throughout the whole film but surprisingly they do a good job at getting the stuntman who have great reactions. They do great yeah. reactions to some of these hits. Like their their falls are nice. And then they also mix in some good environmental damage where like where somebody's getting a huge wire pull and they're going flying. Oh, yes. Yeah. It gets a little unbelievable, but it helps to change things up and make it more satisfying that he's just knocking these guys literally across the room.
0: <laughs> you know, I wonder if I'm missing anything in terms of setting up the character like how do he get so good at fighting and all that maybe it's revealed in the first movie but it doesn't ultimately it doesn't matter like what you're you're in it for this movie you just have to know that he is really good at fighting and you you get that sense right when you get introduced to the character in this movie like he gets you know within the first fight scene i actually like the first fight scene probably the most oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. we'll go we'll get into it when we get to the action segment but while what I will say is that it's clear it's it's you know it's very one-sided right Malang-suk is you know, clearly better than everyone he's taking on at first but uh, you know he's definitely showing off his ability and everything is in broad daylight you know the camera can move around it as freely as it wants all that um yeah, but uh, I will say, there. even though there's a lot of action in the movies, some of the fight scenes, I can't even call them fights. Well, scenes, they're short. Modern like you know, success comes in there, he just punches a p- bouncer in the face, and then he, it's like, all right, that's not a fight. Yeah, that's it. That's the end of it. There are many
1: skirmishes throughout because yeah. sometimes he doesn't really need to go into a full-length fight with somebody. You can yeah, just take yeah. him out really quickly. And then there are times where it's, not him fighting. It's a battle with the the yakuza and the Korean mobsters sometimes. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then at the end, that's where we finally get fights with him where he can't just one punch somebody out. Like there is a little, there's more to it, which is what I like. I like the stuff where it's like, okay, yes, he's still overpowered and he could break somebody's rib with, with ribs with a punch, but they're constantly just wearing him down by just breaking shit over him because like that's the best you can do it's like the reverse we're we're rooting for the goliath character which i feel was very (laughs) big in the 80s with arnold and stallone and whatnot but Mm -hmm. but then that went away for the more complicated choreography which which became popular in america Mm -hmm. once the hong kong stuff came over and now it's like we're maybe we're going backwards i don't know it's it's really it's really interesting what he's yeah. doing because he's becoming he became pretty popular um yeah, yeah. from train to busan and then uh, from, from the eternals yeah from, from the, the eternals, eternals. yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how well that movie did um yeah yeah I love, I love to talk about this in further detail um what i will say though is that his the only thing that kind of keeps him from just bulldozing his way throughout the whole movie because he's a good cop or, you know, he's he's good at what he does, He's always knows where to go next and where to get the next lead, so he's good in that, that front, and he's also good at fighting. The only way that they can kind of level the playing field is for him to get mildly injured, and then, like, his one-punch ability kind of diminishes just by, like, the, the slightest touch. But for the most part, he's still just wh- like whacking people over the head and just knocking them out in one hit.
1: Well, it's it's <laughs> kind of funny because you're correct; they do try to handicap him sometimes, and then he'll acknowledge that he'll be like, "Oh, that hurts," but then he'll still like knock people out in <laughs> one fight. So it's like, "Oh, it doesn't matter." They just there's it just a car crash. It's fine. They're like faking us out at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say. I think we can just go right into the movie a little bit more. Uh, Maybe the action could be a little bit on the lighter side, uh, or maybe we can go into it. I don't know. We'll we'll see where this goes, but... Oh, the story does get a little complicated. We'll we'll see how we we get in terms of spoiling it. So, this is the part where we would go into our uh, Patreon section. Uh, If you follow us on Patreon, you'll be able to listen to our spoilers and all the breakdowns of the action and hopefully that won't be over an hour like we always do. <laughs> um, and uh, what do we have uh, in store for this week, Zero, uh, in terms of our quick jabs?
1: Yeah, so uh, if you support us at a Weird-ass movie tier, that you watched. Yeah, you can listen to us talk about Smoking Causes Coughing, which is a weird French film from the guy who made that movie about a tire with the ability to blow up your head with its psychic powers and this is his take on super sentai um it should be awesome but spoiler alert (laughs) it's not (laughs) so if you want to hear exactly why it's not consider subscribing
0: all right all right that's that's okay but that said let's get on to uh what's it the roundup Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. And now on to our final thoughts. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. This That is No Way Out 3, right? Three? Roundup third Part movie,
1: 3... Right? colon no way out i don't know i think it's just a oh, roundup it's, up no it's like a
0: rambo out. effect yeah. it's like is it rambo part three or part two part like, two yeah whatever part two yeah part two um yeah uh enter entertaining film not like a masterpiece by any by any standards but very entertaining action is also surprisingly well done it's a little bit in, unconventional by our standards but you know overall pretty good you know pretty good action film um i don't know what else to add to that like it's it, there's really not much else really to be said there um I, I was surprised that they were able to make boxing look as good as it does mm-hmm. right yeah
1: i've again i've been wanting to i've been wanting to see movies that incorporate boxing as fight choreography mm-hmm. and not just in a sports drama and this is this is what I wanted. I we went a little deeper into it in the patreon section, but I wish the fights just lasted a little longer because yeah. mm-hmm. Maung Suk, yeah, he just his weight class is just above everyone else. So yes, it makes sense that he can take these guys out in a couple hits. But when it comes to the final boss, I wanted mm-hmm. a little more variety. And we did get a little bit of it with the white-haired Japanese yakuza member who yep. was throwing kicks and was able to kind of keep toe-to-toe with Manekshaw a little bit, but then he just gets dispatched after like maybe a minute. Like I, I, like I felt like that fight should have gone on a little longer.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted that one to be a little bit more realistic too, but yeah, you, you'd probably hear more about that in the Patreon section. Um. Yeah, I, I you know the the big fights in the movie they they weren't that a big cut up from you know or, or like a, a they weren't like a leg up from the traditional like the the standard fights he has with like the easily dispatchable dudes in the, the uh in the movie I actually like the ones where he just takes on just randos <laughs> who are easily you know dispatched with just one punch in the face. Like I, I like that for some reason. Just seeing Mongoose like just showing off his his bobbing and weaving and all that. Um, I actually think that as the movie went on, the fights got less interesting. They're not they're not uninteresting, but I, I liked it as it when it started out, and as the movie went on, it's like all right, it's okay. Uh, but it it is helped by the fact that the movie is just well paced. It's entertaining. You know, the comedy is good for the most part because again we're a comedy podcast so we we get to we, <laughs> we get, get to judge uh, comedy that. now yeah <laughs> yes yes exactly so because of that um yeah like i think the movie overall is pretty uh, pretty much a recommend for me um and now i'm wondering what i missed out by not watching the other movies
1: i have a feeling you'll probably like the second one as well there's a few more fights that are without manang Suk that kind of become normal like kind of korean fights mm-hmm. like knife fights korean knife fights uh-huh. so um and then it's more it's it's sim- it's similar but different to him just you know knocking out guys binding his time knocking them out and <laughs> there's just something yep. very satisfying with that so yeah i think you should check out the second one i'm gonna try to just sure. check out the first one i've been watching this movie this movie out of order <laughs> but it yeah this series is just wildly popular so they're gonna do a fourth. They're probably gonna do, you know, like this. This this became a series. Like they're, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure there's, they're just gonna milk the hell out of it, and it's just gonna be Madang Suk going into his 50s, just knocking guys out. <laughs> maybe he'll be in a wheelchair. Maybe he'll still knock yeah, guys out. Who knows?
0: Hey, all you need is your fists. That's true. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> He's like, hey, I need a bob and weave. Let me just like wheel backwards. <laughs>